friends from Turbo Smart, Marty, uh, put this together. John Kilroy is going to be your host. Uh, I've known Marty uh, for many years. I actually used to go to Australia every year, and that's where I met with the guys from Turbo Smart, uh, Nick Cooper and, and all the guys. And they were trying to come in the US and expand. You know, great company, great products. But really, things started to turn around about 10 years ago when Marty uh, came in, into equation. And Marty uh, took uh, Turbo Smart developed it in, in the U.S. to what it is today, started from scratch, built this incredible business, is a very talented guy, is a racer, uh, uh, you know, somebody for who I have a great admiration, uh, being an, an entrepreneur myself, uh, Marty, I, I know, uh, you know, what it took to get uh, uh, where you are, and it, Marty did so well that uh, with Nick in Australia, they decided, why don't we also do distribution, and they created 3P Connect, and they are uh, basically distributed here in, in the US, Speedflow, Peters, Davis Craigs, and, and the list goes on. So a big fan of Marty. And again, Marty was one of the first one who uh, saw the portrait platform that jumped on it, who saw that it was the future. He has been our super, one of our first supporter and we're so thankful to you, Marty. Uh, it's because of you and the IBAC and, 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 and the CP and, 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 and Stand 21 of the world that were really there at the beginning with us when we launched and Sunan and, and the list goes on. But we really started very, very little small. And, and it, we're here today because of all of you that were there with us at the beginning. So thank you very much. It is one o'clock. John Kilroy, you in charge. All right, thank you very much, Francis. Uh, <clears throat> welcome to the webinar, The Future of Boost Control, organized by TurboSmart. So we have with us today, Marty Staggs, TurboSmart Executive Vice President and General Manager, and Busy Ezrioja, CEO and Chief Engineer at BusyMoto Engineering. And I'm just gonna kind of give a brief introduction, guys. So hold on for just a minute before we get down to business. Uh, TurboSmart, TurboSmart began making performance products back in 1997, Nick Cooper, a great guy, and a great amount of effort was put into the design and manufacturing process to ensure their products created a new standard. And, and that's very credible to me because I've seen it over and over and over again. More handcrafted than mass produced, TurboSmart products quickly gained acceptance within the performance community for their quality and reliability. Coupled with extraordinary service and after sales support, the TurboSmart brand quickly became one of the most sought after names in the industry. And then, uh, you know, this is one of the things they do really well. So this is from their website. Uh, what does it mean to be TurboSmart? In short, it means excitement, passion, and innovation. And that just resonates as credible and real about TurboSmart. So it's not just words, it's what I see in, in all their actions for years. Uh, from my point of view, I get to watch the entire racing industry all at once, sometimes racing segmented in different ways, but I'm watching all of it. And it's neat to see people go through the industry who I look at them and say, that person has the racing industry figured out. And I look at Marty Staggs and he's one of those people. So the way Marty developed TurboSmart in the US market has been brilliant. So the company TurboSmart is Australian, they're brilliant, and then Marty's been brilliant. And he's a humble guy, but he's somebody to watch. So it happened at a very steady pace with TurboSmart just getting bigger and bigger in the U.S. market every year. And today, TurboSmart just seems like a racing brand that's always been around. They have great products, and um, they, they appear in the U.S. to look like a U.S. racing brand. And I think if you bought a, a, or talked to a lot of TurboSmart customers in the U.S., they would just assume it's a U.S. brand. And I think that's really a, a terrific branding for a company. And, and it's harder than we think to accomplish that. Um, uh, yeah, the company's based and started uh, proudly in Australia. Um, and it, it's, it's not just the, uh, about marketing, but everything's about delivering the goods to racers and performance enthusiasts kind of every day for a huge market in the US. And, and TripleSmart's done that, not just in the US, but globally. Uh, Busy Moto Engineering is based in Southern California. And uh, Busy, I'm just going to kind of take stuff off your website. Uh, we are an engineering agency with a passion for design and uh, developing beautiful creations. We've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the business and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every project. Uh, Busy built the first naturally aspirated Honda, Honda 
to break the 150 mile per hour barrier in a quarter mile, as well as becoming the first to do so in only nine seconds. So known throughout the automotive industry as a professional drag race driver, uh, credited as a great engine builder, chemical engineer, and a real master of his craft, um, S-Zero has set and reset just about every single overhead camshaft Honda record imaginable. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, and then before we get down to Turbo Smart, uh, Marty, could you describe Bizimoto Engineering? And I I'm going to use a word from old days in Southern California. I assume Busy's heard this word, but there's a word in Southern California that I think comes from surfers called bitchin'. And even though I'm a wordsmith, I, I, when I get excited, I say, that's bitching. And if I get really excited, that's really bitching. And the cars that Busy builds are really bitching. So, Marty, why don't you start and describe Bizimoto Engineering? Well, I, I probably would uh, do it a bit of injustice, but I, uh, I, I want to add a couple of comments about BC. Uh, one thing that, you know, it's hard to describe on a website or hard to understand remotely. He's just a gentleman. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's got incredible integrity and honesty, and he's just a pleasure to do business with. And uh, I want to make sure that I put that out there because he's one of the good guys. Um, to give you a little history, you know, when you talk about BZ's Honda drag racing um, background and history, um, he and I actually raced a really, really long time ago. Um, and, and we had kind of met, but, you know, we were kind of, almost rivals. Um, I was from the air-cooled VW side of the thing. And back in the 80s, especially 80s and early 90s, the Honda community and the air-cooled VW community had this pretty intense rivalry as a lot of turbocharged VWs started coming along. And you had your Nopi racing series and your Sony Explode racing and this and that. And so our paths crossed many times. Um, as the years had gone by, you know, I've you know, was doing other things and my racing had slowed down and I had kind of changed directions, but then we kind of reconnected through, you know, this business and, and SEMA and, you know, mutual uh, projects and respect for each other. And so much now we're, we're neighbors wasn't by design, but you know, his building is just, I can, I can walk to it. Um, he's got an incredible facility and we do some, some great little projects and uh, development together. And um, yeah, it's just great. I, I, I truly respect and appreciate you know, his friendship and um, his, his business support. And, and Busy, why don't you tell us about Busy Moto Engineering and then your relationship with TurboSmart? Oh, I'd love to. And good afternoon, everyone. You know, we are known to take cars that are somewhat exciting and make them absolutely spectacular. And by doing that, we try our best to remain on the cutting edge of technology, working with the OEMs and having the opportunity to have great partnerships and push the envelope with them has really put us in a position where we're not afraid of the unknown. So what that means is we have crazy projects from Audis to Hondas to Porsches, you name it. Um, we're always looking for ways to continue to improve our craft. And to do that very well, we always have to partner with excellent companies as well. And TurboSmart is one of those organizations that their products are cutting edge, allow me to do my job and make my job much easier. Now, Marty, yes, I've known for a long time and I really honed my teeth in front wheel drive, small displacement, high RPM engines that were naturally aspirated. But of course, as technology progresses, there seems to be this, 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 this crazy, I would say, direction change with the OEMs and racers towards turbocharging, force induction. And to do that very eloquently, you need components that are reliable and consistent. And wanting to have the best of the best, looking for those companies that can allow us best control, Marty was there. Someone who's become a great friend with excellent products, who's been a mentor for me, not only within the business, but outside the business. He's just been someone who is becoming more like, dare I say, family. And allowing me to become a better engineer and to make my customers extremely happy. Very good. And we talk a lot about parts in this business, but you know, a lot of times at the end of the day, it's really the people that are important and the parts, Absolutely. The parts kind of follow. Uh, Marty, is there kind of an opening message, you know, before we get down to boost control, is there just kind of an opening message you, you want to make about TurboSmart? Um, well, you know, you, you touched on quite a few things, but one thing I wanted to let you know is so TurboSmart was officially incorporated in 1997. That's when it became its own business. Um, Nick Cooper, our founder and CEO, 
actually handmade his first blow off valve in 1990. And he did this for his own personal car um, because back then the parts were hard to get in Australia. Um, incredibly expensive. The only thing, you, the only options you really had are the JDM products out of Japan. Um, and he felt he could make his own. Well, like a lot of, you know, especially in the automotive aftermarket industry, a lot of the, the history and stories come from, and, and mine's very similar, his friends asked him to make them one. And so on and so on. And then he got known as a guy that could make these really great little products. And then it became to the point where he's like, I, I, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And he founded TurboSmart in you know, 1997. Um, and so the business, he tackled Australia first. Um, and um, I would, you know, dare I say, it's definitely you know, the industry leader and market share leader for Australia and all of Australia, Asia. Um, and then the, the brand started growing globally. But what he, he quickly found out was it was very difficult to support other countries from Australia with the different time zones, the, the different markets. We do things different in America, for example, than they do there. Um, the type of racing, the type of motorsports. Um, you know, in America, big and audacious is, is everything. Um, where Australia is very European, so small cubic inch, high winding, high boost motors where in America, you know, we'll go thousand cubic inch and then throw a blower on it, you know? So it's a very different market. So Nick made the strategic decision that he needed to open his own office in the U S to better serve this market. Um, he opened that office in the U S in 2007. Um, and that he took that first big leap. Um, I joined the company in 2009. I actually met Nick in 2007 at SEMA and I was using TurboSmart products on my personal race car. And I just introduced myself and we struck up a friendship. Fast forward a couple of years later, he asked me to take over the US operations for him. He knew he had something special here. The opportunity was massive, but he needed an American who understood this market, who kind of lived and breathed, you know, American performance. And, you know, I guess I fit that bill. Um, and together, and, and, and you were very kind in saying about, you know, what I've done for the business or who I am, understand it is a very large organization full of passionate um, people that are just living this day in and day out. And it's a group effort. It definitely, um, I'm a very small uh, fraction of that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm responsible for the U.S. North American operations. But I have a lot of guys beside and behind me helping. Um, and uh, it's, it's an incredible honor to be part of this organization. Fast forward from 2009 when I took over, growing the business, growing the business. In 2014, we made that next leap and we opened an office in Birmingham, UK to help bet again. The same strategy was we need someone there, someone, we need an English guy. We need a guy that understands that area, that market, on their time zones that can better service Europe. And so we opened an office in 2014. So now we have three offices around the globe that service 52 countries. Um, and it's, I, I, like I said, it's going pretty well. Um, you know, um, the US business, when you mentioned that a lot of people think it's an American brand, you know, our colors are red, white, and blue. That's just our corporate colors. I don't know that that was by design or what have you, but I would say that because the American market is so big, the opportunity is so big, and especially as the OEs in America have, you know, adopted forced induction and turbocharging, um, today the U.S. business is more than 50% of the global business. So um, it, 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 it's, it's quite large now, and uh, we're only going one direction, and that's up. We've always, Francisco and I have always kind of estimated that the U.S. market is basically half the global market uh, for racing products. Um, and then all, the other thing is that we would get approached by companies internationally who want to sell to the U.S. market. And in, in the United States, we're very aggressive when it comes to marketing and sales. Outside the United States, sometimes they're more oriented around engineering uh, rather than marketing and sales. But we would always tell companies uh, that if you want to be successful in the U.S. market, go there, have somebody there. 
sometimes they're under the, the, they have the viewpoint that I'll just get a distributor and then I'm done. And I have the US market, but that just flat out doesn't work. So if there are international parts suppliers and technology suppliers watching right now, what TurboSmart did is your roadmap basically is have somebody there, drive the sales and it will work, but it will work because you, you understand the culture better. You know how to drive your sales better and it just works. And let's so, be honest, it's a big commitment. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. not easy. Everyone thinks, oh, yeah, I'll do this and that and overnight, you know, because that market is so huge, um, slam dunk. No, yeah. it takes considerable investment, commitment, and fortitude. You got to stick with it. And I will say, you know, especially with TurboSmart, um, yeah, it only took us, you know, almost 25 years to become an overnight success, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's a long, hard grind. And America is very competitive, you know, um, and, and it, it is not easy. But the opportunity is there for the people that are willing to put in the work and, and make the investment for sure. Yeah, very much so. Well, let's get down to the, the webinar title and get going on that. So the future of boost control, you've introduced some really uh, radical new products uh, this year and the last couple of years. So uh, what does a race, I'll start with you, uh, Marty, then I'll get to you busy. So uh, Marty, what does a race engine builder need to know in 2020 about boost control? Well, that's, yeah, that's a, we can go on all day about that. Um, but the key thing is to lay out, this is what your expectations are. Have a clear understanding of this is what my goals are. This is what I want to do with this vehicle, whether it's a boat, a Reno air race plane, a drag car. I mean, we're turbocharging everything these days. So you kind of got to lay out a roadmap and understand clearly um, what you realistically want to do. So many times, and BZ can expand on this too, people will have this idea in their head, I want a 2000 horsepower car, right? And they'll buy a couple of components that might support that, but then they'll go to get the initial tuning done or go out to their first race and they'll try to turn it down to 500 horsepower and expect it to work really well. And it doesn't usually work out that way. So you gotta have a clear plan and you've got to do your research and work with partners, um, you know, such as TurboSmart or, you know, BC Motor or someone that have the experience, have the technology and can help guide you. It's, it's, it's a partnership. I mean, the, the racing teams that we sponsor, we're involved with all over the world. Um, they're, they're, they're more like partnerships and we work with their tuner, their chassis builder, the driver, and we work together to develop, you know, this is what, is required. This is what we bring to the table to help you achieve those goals. And here's, you know, my position on it. And the tuner might come back and say, yeah, well, I want to, I want to go out to the field a little bit here. So this is where I want to go. Okay. Right. And I'll adjust my, you know, recommendations accordingly. Um, when you do that, um, great success can be had. Um, there, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say that in most of the top forms of motorsport around the world, whether it's Time Attack, NHRA, Pro Mod, X275, Drag Radial, No Prep, whatever, most of the top guys are running our products and, and I'm not sponsoring them. I'm not giving them the parts. They're not running the product because they were able to get it for free. They are running the product because we are providing them, again, through working with them and listening to them, listening to them we're providing them a product to help them achieve those goals, right? This, this is, this is how it works. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. And it, it, it just keeps growing and we don't stop. We don't stop developing and, and innovating. We, 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 we never will. And you know, the, the tuners, they'll come to us and say, this is what I'm after, or this is what I want to do next year or the next year. And we, as a manufacturer, we, you know, we have to overbuild our products because we know they're going to push them to the limit. Right. Whatever you tell me tomorrow, I mean, no one goes to the track to run the same time over and over, right? <laughs> Every time they show up at a meet, their, their goal is to go faster. And everyone's is. So they're just going to keep leaning on things harder, you know, and pushing them even harder. So, you know, we, 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 we do a fairly good job of overbuilding our product that can support <laughs> Not just what they're doing today, but what they're probably going to do over the next five years. Very good. I remember Mike Thermos of nitrous oxide telling me that guys were just melting their engines from nitrous oxide because 
someone would get a nitrous oxide kit and pour all the nitrous oxide into the engine. And, and one of uh, the real innovations of NOS was just to make, I guess, the holes much smaller or the metering so he could not put too much nitrous oxide in the engine. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's a part that doesn't blow up your engine. And uh, it was just controlling the enthusiasm uh, of uh, racers. It's the same power. thing with boost. It's the exact same thing with boost. Well, if this is good, more is even better. More is better. <laughs> right? Until you drive over the crankshaft. <laughs> uh, that, that's why so many parts are sold in the racing business. Yeah. And, and busy when it comes to the, the topic of the future of boost control, where are you at? What are you doing uh, right now? Well, I am really taking, once again, the components that are available to my disposal, especially with our friends from TurboSmart, and really creating opportunities for my clients to be happy, to allow them to begin with the end in mind, as Marty had mentioned, and exceeding their goals. Now, here's what's really, really interesting. We have companies like TurboSmart who have these amazing products that are over-engineered. They really are. And once again, forgive me for being redundant, really, really makes my job easier because I've dealt with components that weren't great and it wasn't good for me on or off the track or even my clients. Now, the one thing is that you can have the best components, but your designs, your engineering designs have to be sound. For example, I'm seeing this phenomenon, which is really interesting. And Marty, you, you've seen this with me with these poorly designed exhaust manifolds for turbocharging. And that's a big problem. Now, TurboSpot has been great. When I say over-engineered, because we had, we had a, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, which I tend to do from time to time. We had a very big uh, media company come here with a project car. Let's call it a Nissan. And this Nissan project car had a very poorly designed exhaust manifold that didn't give priority to the wastegate. We were able to upgrade to a Gen 5 unit from TurboSmart and the creep where we tried to get boost control and it was running away on the dyno became not an issue anymore. And yes, I have this advantage using a component as advanced as what Martin's team has provided, but it seems to be a bit of a challenge in the community where supporting mods aren't there, supporting designs aren't there. Um, wastegate priority is extremely important to me. Wastegate size is important to me. How reliable the diaphragms are very important to me. The ability to keep heat Damaging effects at bay is very important to me because of course we're using, you know, everything from kinetic energy to flow from the exhaust to heat to be able to allow us to spool the turbocharger to allow us to have more efficient setup. But there are videos out there. I saw one recently where TurboSmart actually induced a, a, a high temperature flame into their wastegate for almost 24 hours without failure. Who, do, who, does, who does that? Yeah. These guys do. They do. And what that means is we now have a product out there that whether we're in the most grueling conditions for racing, whether we're in the deserts of, of Saudi Arabia, whether we're out here in North America, whether we're you know, in, in West Africa, wherever we are, we can have reliable power day after day, meet after meet, run after run. And having those components allows us to do that. Now, future-wise, I see some really interesting things happening. Um, and Marty has a lot to do with this. Some of the better electronic controls for wastegates having direct actuation. We may get into that a little bit later, but it allows for a much quicker response, which allows us once again to have a, a, you know, a better off the line launch with limited power and then full boost right when we need it, which is fantastic. and allows us to get to the finish line reliably and continue to win races and break records. Okay, I think we touched on a really trick subject. and I, I just kind of want to follow through with that. So uh, you go to ePartrade. Uh, Super Smart has a wonderful showcase on ePartrade. You can see the new products, popular products. Uh, there's tech videos. Uh, there's catalogs. So you can kind of go to ePartrade, like the trade show exhibit for uh, Triple Smart is right there. It's essentially an online sort of two-dimensional uh, exhibit. So uh, a couple of years ago, electronic wastegate was introduced from TurboSmart. And then right now on the Ebar Trace Showcase, there's an electronic anti-lag valve. So uh, <laughs> Marty, why don't you brag about that for a bit? So in really in, in reference to the future of boost control. So everything um, in motorsport, period, even, you know, circle track cars going to EFI, right? There's this evolution. 
the evolution in boost, which is what's really exciting for me and has excited me actually, you know, I, I put my first turbocharger on a vehicle in 1984, right? The, the evolution of, of, forced induction, be it turbocharging or supercharging, is just mind boggling. And that only works because there's been an incredible evolution in basically engine control units, right? ECUs and, and electronic fuel injection and timing control and these things. They work hand in hand. One isn't worth anything without the other, you know? Um, so the current day or up until now, I mean, historically, um, boost control has been done by this is a cutaway, um, a pneumatically controlled wastegate. Now, the way it works is we're actually not controlling the boost directly. What we're controlling is the drive pressure, the exhaust drive pressure that acts on the turbine wheel. So we're controlling the shaft speed of the turbo. The byproduct of that is the control of the manifold pressure, right? So you have these various systems in line that end up with a byproduct of very indirect boost control. Now it works. And I mean, we, we've been incredibly successful and we make a lot of products for that. But in all, we're never one to sit on our laurels. We're working on you know, new products and ideas five years out. You know, um, BC was talking about our gas bench um, test stand. We have a full lab, um, all engineering, manufacturing design in-house. Our, 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 our test stand and some of the things, I mean, we, we, we test products to failure. And then we look at the failure point and see what we can do to make that product better. And that's you know the evolution of the products. That's why we have the Gen V version of wastegates is our fourth generation of external wastegate um, because over time materials, technology, even the CNC machines have evolved and allowed us to do things that we could only dream of just 10 years ago. Um, so pneumatic control, is 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 everything right that's how everything is controlled right now um in the last couple of years you'll see some of the oes have adopted more direct electronic control honda specifically um and volkswagen to a certain extent so this works by basically the, the engine control unit is directly moving the rod to do the thing that the pneumatic control was doing before so that takes away the air source. And in racing, you have a CO2 system because your manifold air pressure isn't enough to get the control that you need. So you use an auxiliary source of air, typically very high pressure, i.e. CO2. But that adds layers of complexity. It works. Don't get me wrong. It works. And it's, that's how it's done right now. But when, when we're looking at how can we get more direct control and get more ability out of the ECU and, again, dreaming, um, we, we, we started really looking at how we can do it directly with a electronic motor. So two years ago, um, we released, and, and don't get me wrong, the, the, the product that, that Honda and Toyota and these companies are making is fine, but for a very low boost application, right? For a street car, that's hundred percent stock. Um, but it will not survive, um, the rigors of motorsport and, and especially high pressures. And, and extremely high temperatures and the things that, you know, PC and, and a lot of other people do with their vehicles. So ours, you know, what we, we launched is directly controlled by the ECU. There is no CO2 required. There's no manifold pressure. There's no auxiliary boost controller. And for the, you know, the tuning world out there right now, they'll, they'll build a map. They'll set a map. This is what I want. These are the parameters. And this is how I want the vehicle to run. In this instance, in this condition, this is what I want to happen. Well, now you can do that with your boost control. Um, so literally your ECU says, I want this gate position and I want to verify. I mean, just like the, the, the programming strategy is very simple, similar to a throttle body. You've got a butterfly valve and you've got a TPS, a throttle position sensor that confirms and tells you this is where the valve is. This is very similar in the operation and how you control it. You tell the valve where it needs to be, and we have what I call a VPS, a valve position sensor, which gives you a feedback, says this is where the valve is. And this opens up endless. I mean, literally, the, it's limited only by your imagination. Um, you know, if you have a, a road course car 
And, you know, with today's modern ECUs, you can actually download and have a map of the course and you can use a GPS signal to determine where your car is. Well, you can do predictive boost control and literally map a different boost and power target for every corner of the track. The driver just can really hold on and, you know, and focus on steering the car and, and keeping it where he wants it to be. Um, for the drag racing um, side, you know, the wastegates, the, the pneumatic wastegates still have a diaphragm. Now we, we have the best materials that are known to man. We have, you know, very high pressure capability, but it is still really the only wear point in the system. And you also have a spring. So the spring sets the minimum boost that you're going to run, but the spring is also there to help keep the valve stable and in control. So right now you can't get below, let's say three pounds of boost, right? Because the spring sets that minimum. With an electronic wastegate, you can get zero. So when you have a big power car on a no prep track or God forbid on the street in some country, street in Mexico where there is no traction, you know, your engine in a normally aspirated condition might make more than enough power to have traction issues. Now add boost and it's impossible. Well, with this type of wastegate, you can literally have zero pounds of boost and the maximum operating pressure of this, now I'm talking about drive pressure, what it'll control is 220 PSI of drive pressure. So you can literally leave the starting line with zero pounds of boost and cross the finish line at whatever limit your turbocharger will make. That is currently physically impossible with pneumatic controls and current technology. And the reason why is especially with the big cars and the big power, um, using our wastegate position sensors, um, which we also have, we have found that no matter what they do because of the cylinder firing and what's happening in the exhaust, they cannot get the wastegate to close all the way. It tries, right? They, they power more CO2 in here. At the end of the day, the, the, you know, the big tire guys, they want the wastegate closed from three quarter track on. They do just want, they want all the boost, but the wastegate just physically cannot overcome the physics of what's happening with the air acting on the face of the valve and, and, and what's going on with the vehicle to close it and get the maximum boost. With our gearbox design and, and what we have created, if you want the gate closed, it will be closed. In addition, where do you want it closed? Maybe you only want it closed in second gear, but in third and fourth gear, I want to back it off with a little bit, or it is actually your map is also referencing your traction control. So they're talking to each other, looking back and forth, and you're adjusting your power level based on the available traction. That is all directly possible using this technology. So I see this being the future of boost control for sure. John, what Marty just mentioned is a dream for us tuners. Imagine a world where I set up a customer's car where I can control boost based upon throttle position. So if someone is road racing and they are about 30% throttle in a turn at 60 miles an hour, they may not want as much boost as if they are on a straightaway. And I can have a closed loop feedback with the tools that I have access to using that same device to have an impeccable opportunity for my customer and have those lap times lower and lower each time they go out. For drag racing, absolutely. This is, this is a dream come true. I mean, he solved... TurboSmart and their team and Marty has solved every problem we've had just based upon that one device. It is a godsend. Amazing. And uh, once again, they don't have to do this. They're companies who have had the same components for decades. Marty them continue to stay on the cutting edge. And I look forward to what they have in the future as well. This is, this is amazing for us. Well, let's be honest. We're, I'm, I personally, and I can tell you most everyone in this business are not interested in making commodities just widgets, mm. just things. Mm -hmm. this, this is what gets us up every day. Our engineering and product development meetings are the most exciting parts of our month, right? And the year. I mean, we're already working on next SEMA's. What, what are we going to launch at SEMA next year? We have a list of things we're working on. Like, if we're not moving forward, I, I personally would just die. I'd get bored and fall <laughs> and die. And, and that's literally how... Everyone in this business is from Nick Cooper to Stu to the engineering team. Um, they all they all are passionate and live this way. And again, 
it's an incredible investment. You know, the money all goes back into the business because we keep growing the business. So we need more buildings. We need more CNC equipment. We need more engineers. We need more raw materials. So then that goes into that. And then that feeds even more. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's fun. It's more than, it's more than a job. It's a life, you know, it's a lifestyle yeah. that um, we're living. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's great. We believe that the, the ingenious racing technology that we're talking about, that's the star attraction of Online Race Industry Week. And we have hundreds of companies at ePart Trade who have their 2021 new products on ePart Trade. So we, we're trying to keep directing people over to ePartTrade.com so they, they catch up on this. And, and Busy, uh, I'm assuming you're using electronic wastegate and the electronic anti-lag valve. Is that right? On some of our projects, um, you know, it's, it's something that once again, we have to get some of the ECU manufacturers on board with. Not every ECU at this point has a protocol to control those devices. Um, I use a lot from AEM, which is one of your supporters as well. And they allowed me to do a very unique strategy and logic to be able to control them. And it's, it's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing devices. Um, and as they become more popular, I can see other manufacturers jumping on board and having protocols to control them as well. Most every EC, major ECU manufacturer is currently finishing their development of the control for these. We're, we were ahead of them even, but we did yes. communicate and work with them. And um, I, I would say most all of them within the next year will have native direct control for these just because you know, this, this technology and what we're doing is actually selling more ECUs. People are yeah. upgrading their ECUs mm -hmm. to be able to use this product and us working, you know, closely with them, again, is good for our whole industry. You know, um, we, we've got multiple businesses that, um, you know, while we don't exactly sell products to each other, we're relying on each other for, you know, our success and future. In the last 10 years, the evolution and the progress related to turbo technology, um, the efficiency, the airflow, and the capability of the turbos has probably advanced more than it did the 20 years before combined like it's just unbelievable and again i attribute a lot of that to cnc um computer technology the ability cad cam design um cfd flow work you know all of these technologies all come together and have helped and allowed um these turbo companies to it, they, they make incredible products now where you know in 84 when i started with my old ray j turbo um, it made about that much air and, and it was really hot air, not efficient, but it was enough to get me, you know, a bit more than, you know, atmospheric and, and, and started me down this path. But now it, it is literally amazing, unbelievable, which again, puts more pressure and importance on our ability to create products that can flow and, and, and match and be able to work with those, um, new turbochargers to, to give people what they want. Um, so their progression, the ECU manufacturer's progression forces us and then feeds our progression, which then now circles back to like the ECU manufacturers now updating their ECUs to work, you know, with our new technology and together, I, I truly feel, and I've been told this and I, I truly believe that we have helped the force induction industry move forward and progress. Um, the track times, the records being smashed. We've, we've been a part of that. We've been along for the ride. We've been a key component to that. When these tuners say, hey, I want to do this. And, and then I go to our engineering team and they're like, we've never done that. And I'm like, yeah. So now we're going to figure it out. And uh, these, you know, these very smart engineers um, do figure that out. And then we develop a product that then can to do what these people need. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, it's really wonderful for us at Online Race Industry Week to kind of talk about game-changing technology here. Uh, one of the great things about trade shows is you have that moment where you see something you didn't see last year. You've never seen it before. And they walk into the booth and say, holy hell, what is this? And so we want to provide a trade show experience here. Uh, people can't reach in and pick up uh, some of the products, but uh, we can show off the technology. We can describe the technology. We can introduce the technology. 
So it's really nice to have that kind of trade show moment right here, right now. Thank you very much for bringing it to us. And then I also want to thank you for being so um, caring about the end user experience. So uh, a, a lot of what I believe just in watching the industry as a whole is that we're actually always competing against other industries. So the person we're selling to, they may be weighing, do I spend my, all my thousands of dollars, all my thousands of dollars, <laughs> whatever their discretionary income is, uh, do they spend it on a car part? Do they spend it on racing? Or do they give it up because they're so frustrated, they're not going anywhere, they're not getting faster, they're not getting better, they're frustrated and the hell with that, I'm gonna go fishing, I'm gonna go buy a bass boat. So the end user experience being kind of uh, under their control and something they can depend on and use the word reliable and reliable comes and goes in racing, depending where, where you're racing at, but reliable in general helps keep people uh, racing. Uh, and, Absolutely. And, and what do you think about that, Busy? You're nodding your head. What do you think, Busy? Absolutely. I mean, reliability is key. That's what that's what win races. If you cannot get to the end of the quarter mile or the eighth mile or that lap, what is the purpose? And yeah. that's extremely important. And my customers demand that. You know, back in the day, it was just taken, you know, it was just a given that, okay, if I go turbocharged, maybe I'll have an expiration very easily. Maybe my engine can blow up. It'll last for so long. But nowadays it's almost a requirement that it is quite reliable. And those teams, those builders, those facilities that can create that for the consumer, it gets quite popular very quickly and they keep getting business like we do. And we're glad to be able to have partners that can allow us to, to really exceed expectations of our customers. Extremely important. Another important issue I think with parts is, is that the parts are actually available. And you don't call the company and they say, you know, I don't know what's going on, but Everybody wants our parts, and we're eight weeks behind now in delivering them. Uh, I, what a task for Turbo Smart! Turbo, Turbo Smart. I mean, my, I get a headache trying to figure that stuff out. Go ahead, Marty. Explain how Turbo Smart keeps up with the market. So, again, we manufacture our products. We, um, unfortunately, a lot of companies can't say that today. Um, right, they're made somewhere, but a lot of companies don't make their own products, and um, and we do. Right. Um, so we have ultimate control over quality, which is incredibly important to us, um, down to the person that puts it in the box has his unique personal QC stamp that he puts on that box, like to, to that level. The products are tested in five different ways, you know, during the manufacturing assembly process before they're put in the box. So we have ultimate control of the quality and we also have ultimate control of the inventory. Right. So. You know, we, we've got a very, um, an awesome global cloud-based system that connects all three offices. So the Australian office where the products are born and made sees what we're doing in a real time, sees product movement, inventory on the shelf, and is able to react. We also have algorithms programmed in to project and say, this is how much we need to make this week or even today to support how much stock the U.S. office wants on the shelf. In addition, we go so far, and my understanding is this is quite unique in our in the automotive aftermarket industry. And I've gotten some very good, you know, feedback and, and, and accommodations from people like Summit Racing and these, you know, rather large companies that sell our products. We air freight it in every week. So there's two things that that does. It keeps us with a constant flow and supply of products. If for some reason a customer needs a product and we're out of it or back ordered and they called on the wrong, the worst day, like the shipment had already left Australia, right? Um, it's a week and a half. That is the longest possible lead time for a product outside of a custom made product or a private label product to, which we you know, do make for some, some specific customers. You're, the longest you would ever wait would be a week and a half, which rarely happens considering inventory levels we keep in our offices. So air freighting is incredibly expensive. It's, an, it's difficult, but we feel that that not only gives us the level of service that we want to provide to our customers, but also a bit of an advantage in the competitive market that we have. Um, and, and for example, let's say we're, you know, we're moving on to a new generation of something. I'm, I'm not sitting on a hundred pallets of something that I bought a year in advance and now I have to liquidate or do something with. We can, we can adjust and we can shift real time. 
or if there's a product spike or demand. Our Australian manufacturing facility can react instantly to ramp up production. Um, unfortunately, we already run a 24-7 production company, but you know, bring in more people or do you know, bigger batch runs of a specific product to be able to support that. And if you talk to any one of our distributors, um, they will tell you that our ability to supply product reliably and consistency has been one, just one of the many key factors in the growth of our, our business. Um, and we talk about every once in a while, you know, in management means it comes up, we should start sea freighting this and that. And then it always just kind of get pushed back. It's like, these are one of those things that we do that sets us apart from other people and gives us an advantage. And we even go so far as like this office, there is the, the, the reason that this office is located on the West Coast next to an airport with FedEx and UPS's largest hubs is not a coincidence, right? <laughs> um, we can ship until 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And I can tell you that if an order or an urgent something happens outside of UPS and FedEx's normal pickup hours and it misses the truck, I have a guy that drives to the airport to the hub every night to yeah, drop man. off those last minute shipments. Because I can tell you, at least once a week, we, we, we got a guy, he needs a part and he's at Florida, you know, SGMP or one of those tracks. He's at, I need to drop ship it overnight AM delivery to the racetrack. We do that. We do that. Why? Because this guy's counting on us to help him, you know, achieve his goals to possibly win the race. And it just makes me feel good that we are in a position to be able to do that. Um, there's not a lot of companies in our space that, uh, do that or have that ability. Um, and we do. So we air freight the stock in every week. We ship until 7.30 PM Pacific time. We answer the phone. We do all of these important things to support our customers in this industry to, to, you know, help it grow and, and do well. Well, it's working. Uh, and the word reliability, it's great that you apply it to the product and then you apply it to the company. And it's a, just a really valuable word that can't be overemphasized. Uh, Busy, just want to catch up. We only have, we're kind of running out of time. What are you working on now, Busy? I have right behind me this lovely blue Porsche 935 M16. And, it, you know, I, I love the beauty of classic Porsches, but I'm not a fan, as you can see, of old technology. <laughs> so that being said... Um, this is a project I'm working on right now, um, and I'm, I'm, of course, is equipped with tons of TurboSmart components, and I should have this on the dyno by this weekend. It is going to be the most magnificent 935 ever built, not only because of how it looks, but because of performance it has with the reliable components on board. Well, looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> Marty, just want to wrap it up for us, and, and then we're going to have to move on. We're kind of about the 50-minute mark. We kind of move on. So you want to wrap it up for us, Marty? Sure. Um, you know, you know, Francisco had mentioned, you had mentioned before, um, probably the first place you, you would see our new products ever is on ePart Trade. Um, Francis touched on, I've known Francis, I consider him a personal friend. We've known each other for many, many, many years. Um, and when he came to me with the ePart Trade concept, it was one of those things I'm like, look, if, Francis, if this is Francis, maybe if he's behind it, I'm in. I just trust Francis. He's... Yeah a smart guy. He's a, a hardworking guy. He's very well connected. His network is, it, 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 no one comes close to Francis' network, right? And there's, there's no way that this isn't going to be something truly special. And as it's evolved, you can, you can really see that. And I'm, I'm proud to be a founding partner of his with it. And um, we're not going anywhere. Um, it works for us. Um, and again, you know, this, this team he has built, uh, I have the highest level of respect for all of you. You guys, um, you know, your own industry leaders in your own respects and um, the, 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 the way you, you carry yourselves, the way you operate um, is you're the kind of people that I want to do business with. So I thank you for the opportunity and I'm very happy to be a part of you guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that means a lot to us, Marty. Thank you so much. I, I think we'll add it here. I mean, there was nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we go down together. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Marty. It means the world to us. You know, you work hard. Uh, you're a fighter. You're a racer. Uh, 
busy. I've seen you around, you know, many places. We don't know each other uh, uh, directly, but you know, you, you, you're a terrific leader in this industry as well. I, I was so so pleased to hear that you would be part of this with Marty and. <laughs> and I, when I when I was listening to you, Marty, and saying like you know until seven p.m. on Friday we ship stuff. If I get an email like around six thirty on the Friday, it has to be Marty. You know when everybody second <laughs> beer, Marty is still at work. He's packing ships, my friend, packing stuff, shipping stuff. <laughs> so, so so that's what it is. And well, let's be honest. People today, I call it the Amazon sin- syndrome, right? People today think when they order something from wherever that a fairy magically drops it in a box yeah. and it's going to be on their doorstep tomorrow. That is the expectation of today's consumer. And I'm sensitive to that. And so while I can't exactly make that specific thing happen, um, our team goes to great lengths to, to do as best that they can so that that customer at least knows that we're working hard to get them the product as fast as, as they can get it and um, they can count on us. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose claim company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose join company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.